We are talking on a series about prayer, and last week we talked about fasting. Today we're going to talk specifically about praying for the sick. And I know I mentioned it briefly in our message on intercession and praying for others, but I feel that it's a topic that there's enough to it, we need to do an entire message. Now, it's a big topic. I've done a series on it before. Maybe we'll do a series again in the future. But I just want to give you one message about praying for the sick. All right? If we're going to talk about praying for the sick, I think we should probably start with a testimony about healing. Now, I've been blessed to see many different healings, healings here in our church. We have people in our congregation this morning who have been healed. I've had the opportunity to uh, be a part of healings. We've seen people's backs get healed and different ones. But one this morning that I want to share is from a number of years ago, and it was at a small meeting in our home, in our living room. And uh, I remember I was talking about healing, and I was sharing with the people about healing and the fact that uh, God wants to heal. We don't have to beg Him for it. We don't have to, you know, cry for it at all. Would you maybe? He already paid the price. And so I was sharing some of these things at the group. And uh, I said, you know, is there anybody who needs healing? Well, there was a lady there uh, in our living room, and uh, she had what's called heel spurs. Does anybody know what a heel spur is? Well, it's something in the heel, and the, the bone or the cartilage starts to grow out, and it's so painful. Uh, you know, if it gets really bad, it's, every time they walk, it's like a knife in their heel. And she had it in both heels. And so I said, well, we're going to pray for you because God wants to heal. And I said, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to ask two other people here. Here, she was in a lot of pain. And I said, I'm going to get two other people to pray for her, not me. Because sometimes you, th- you see people think, oh, the speaker, if they pray, then it'll, you know, something will happen. Or if, you know, I wait for a great big name speaker from the States at a big meeting in Edmonton, then I'll get a healing. Well, this is, it's a lot simpler than that. Christ already paid the price, and anybody who believes will see it. Now, nothing wrong with big speakers and people who are walking in a certain area and you go to those meetings, that's great. But we can also believe for it any time, any place, even in the living room of an old trailer. And uh, so I asked, I know, I'm pretty sure my wife was one of the ladies and another lady, and uh, they put their hands on her feet because it was her heels, and uh, they declared healing. They didn't beg, they just said, in the name of Jesus, we command these heels to be healed. And we prayed that, and I said, okay, now check them and see if they're better. I said, put some pressure on your heels. She put some pressure on this one. Her eyes got really big. Okay, try that one. Her eyes got even bigger. I said, well, step harder. Let's make sure. She starts stepping. Oh, oh. And actually, she's like, ah. She starts jumping on her heels. Well, I was on a chair just over here. She was jumping, screaming with her eyes closed and almost ran me over. I had to jump from my chair not to get run over. She was completely healed. Never again to have that pain there. Now, if you've never experienced that, you're probably like, why would you scream about that? Trust me. If you've been walking in severe pain and God heals you, it's awesome. So, yes, God does still heal. And it's for us today. So we're going to talk about praying for the sick and seeing them healed. I'm going to give you the basics today. Obviously, this is a topic I have in the past done a series on. I'd love to do it again, but I'm just following as the Holy Spirit leads. So one message. 
So to pray for the sick and see results, we first must believe. Now, I talked a little bit about that in the, I guess that was the pre-message, but just a word I felt burning for the church. But we must believe. What do we need to believe to pray for the sick and see them healed? 1 Peter chapter 2, 24, we must believe that Jesus already paid the price. And 1 Peter 2, 24 says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. What that means is Christ already paid the price for us to have our sins forgiven, but he also paid the price during that time on the cross and having his body beaten for us to be made well for healing. Okay, you need to understand that. And again, I'm bringing this to you as believers who can give out to other people. Okay, now you may need something yourself, so this is good for you too. But I'm really bringing the message today as, okay, we're followers of Christ. Can we give it to others? So you won't be able to give it to others if you don't believe Christ already paid the price, all right? So you need to believe that. That's scripture. I'm not going to go any more depth than that. We must also believe that healing is for today. Uh, I've met people that said, well, God did heal, but he doesn't anymore because we have good doctors. Well, I'm thankful for good doctors, but God does still heal today. I shared one with you. There's others that have stories of healing. You can Google uh, miracles from God or healings from God, and you will see that healings happen all the time. People are even raised from the dead still today, okay? Someone has faith, they're praying, they're believing. But it is for today. Let me give you a couple verses. Malachi 3, verse 6. Malachi 3, verse 6 says, I am the Lord, I do not change. So God is saying, I'm the same, I don't change. We know in the Old Testament, he said, I'm the God that heals you. If he doesn't change, then that means today, he's still the God that heals you. Did you get that? Okay, let me give you another verse, New Testament, Hebrews 13 and verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. What did Jesus do while he walked this earth? He healed broken hearts, he healed physical ailments, he cast out demons, he set people free, and he's the same today. Jesus Christ still heals. So you and I must believe this. This is something we need to believe if we're going to pray for somebody else and see them made well. Yes, we need to believe it for ourselves also. All right, we must also believe that God wants us to bring healing to our world. All right, if we don't believe that, we'll kind of get selfish and kind of think, well, it's just for me only. You need to know and believe it's for us to take to others. Let me give you some scripture. John 14 and verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my father. If you call yourself a Christian, it means you're a believer, you believe in Christ, you're a follower of his, and he says you'll even be able to do greater things than I've done. Now that is an amazing statement, seeing how he raised the dead. But it is his will. 
And we know even from the New Testament, his followers did even greater things. We know that Peter walked by and just his shadow caused people to be healed. We know that they saw multitudes come to God and be set free. So yes, it's what Christ wants. Mark 16, verse 15 to 18 is called the Great Commission. It was Christ's word to his followers, and listen what he says. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Okay, Christ telling his followers, this is what believers will do. If you're a believer, you need to believe and know that you are called to bring healing to your world. We are not called to condemn the world around us. We are not called to judge the world around us. We are not called to go out in our community and like, oh, those horrible people, I can't believe they don't do what we do. What? That's not what we were called to do. We were called to go and to bring healing to a brokenness, to bring healing where there's physical healing needed, to bring spiritual healing where spiritual healing is needed. You see, with that heart, with that understanding, yes, you would be able to heal people. All right, so we must believe. If you're saying, well, I don't know if I do, I want to encourage you, you can build your faith by hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing, and that is hearing the good news about Christ. You want to build your faith? I'm going to encourage you, obviously, get in this word, but also you can research healings and hear testimonies and it will build your faith. Okay, I'm going to move fairly quick because I have a lot packed into one small message. To pray for the sick and see results, I believe we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 verse 4 and 8 says this. Jesus is talking about, Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then I want us to skip down to verse 8. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You see, their power to be witnesses would come after being filled with the Holy Spirit. God wants us to be a witness of who he is to our world, but he wants us to do it with power. There's nothing worse than a dead church. His power flowing through us transforms lives. That's what comes through the Holy Spirit. Now, receiving the Holy Spirit is just simply asking for him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Jesus made it clear to those that he was leading, he said, hey, if you ask your earthly father for a loaf of bread, is he going to give you a stone? No. If you ask him for a fish, he's going to give you a serpent? Of course not. If you ask him for the Holy Spirit, he will give you 
the Holy Spirit. If you're thinking, well, I don't know if I've been filled with the Holy Spirit, it's simply a matter of asking him, Lord Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And scripture shows that we can be refreshed and filled anew from time to time as well. It isn't a one-time occurrence. But if that's something you've not done and you desire it, you can pray it on your own at home. You can have a pastor pray with you. But know that if you ask him, he'll do it. When he fills you with his Holy Spirit, maybe you're thinking, well, will I feel something or will I? No, you might. You might not. But we do know from Scripture that when the Holy Spirit fills you, you'll be filled with power to do what he needs. We know also from Scripture that when the Holy Spirit fills you, you will have the ability to speak in tongues. Now, not everybody speaks in tongues immediately after they ask. Some do. Some it's in time. We know that praying in tongues is for our benefit to build us up. Scripture shows that praying in tongues is when you don't know what to pray for. So I believe in moments like that sometimes is when people first begin praying in tongues. But definitely the Holy Spirit will fill you and give you power to be a witness. All right? Jesus Christ wanted powerful witnesses. Powerful witnesses that truly cared about his kingdom purpose and were even able, yes, to pray and heal the sick. All right. I got to move quick. I'm sorry. But just get that. Begin to check this out if you want more. Obviously, we will talk more about the Holy Spirit. We do a couple times a year. We talk a little more in depth about that. Also, to pray for the sick and see results, we need to know our authority over sickness. Everybody say authority. Okay, your authority over sickness. Matthew 10, verse 1. Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and heal every kind of disease and illness. And also we'll look at Luke 10, 18 to 19. It says, He said to them, I saw Satan like lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Okay, you and I are given authority by Christ over sickness and over any power of the enemy. This is a good thing because the enemy doesn't like you and he doesn't like what you stand for, but you have authority over him. What does that mean? If you have authority over something, you're at a higher level than it, and in a sense, you are its boss, if I can say it that way. So let's use sickness because that's what we're talking about. If a sickness comes to your body or your home... The sickness is not the boss, you are. But often we allow a sickness to be our boss, and suddenly the sickness runs our life. Go here, do this, do that, oh my goodness, and doctor says do this and that. The sickness suddenly is the boss, but God said we're the boss of sickness. We are the boss of anything spiritual except for the Holy Spirit. He's our boss. So when you have authority over something, you have the right to tell it what to do. So sickness should not control you. You should tell sickness what to do. Now I'm just going to bring it like that. So that is understanding your authority. All right. I know I'm going really fast. Some of you are like, oh, check this out more during the week. 
You know, we're blessed to be able to have resources and learn any time nowadays. So know your authority. As well, to pray for the sick and see results, I believe we need to let Jesus be our example. Okay, because Jesus is who we follow. He's our example. So how and what did Jesus do when he prayed for the sick? The first thing I want you to know about when Jesus prayed for the sick is he had great compassion for people. In other words, he loved people deeply. All right, Matthew 14 and verse 14. Jesus saw the huge crowd, and as he stepped from the boat, he had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. If I can say one thing to you, please ask God to fill you with a love for people, and from there, then be his witness. If you're thinking, well, I want to pray and see someone healed because that'd be cool or people will notice me, that's the wrong reason. When you love people and you feel their pain, oh my goodness, you want to see them well, don't you? You want to see their brokenness made white. You want to see their sickness leave. So please, please start the way Jesus did with a great love for people. If you think, I don't really love them, you know, it creeps me out around sick people. Well, then pray for God to fill you with a love for them. I don't know if that happens to anybody. I have no idea where that came from. Sometimes I just say things as God's leading. Okay? You've got to be able to love people. When you operate out of a love he's given, you get to see transformation. Okay? So have that love and do it out of that. It's not a weary duty when it's out of love. If you're doing something and it's becoming so tiring and ugh, there's a good chance it's not out of love anymore. There's a good chance you're maybe not following exactly what God said or you need a refreshing of that love. So Jesus had compassion. Then how did he heal people? Well, one of the things we see, Jesus touched people with his hand. Luke 4 verse 40 It says, as the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. No matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed every one. So Jesus sometimes healed people simply by putting his hand on them and they were healed. It's likely there was a large amount of people, maybe he simply walked through and touched them. And as he touched them, they're healed. I'm going to move to the next point, so you guys get that one right. So one of the ways Jesus healed is simply putting his hand on people. That's also something you and I can do. Um, Other people were healed when they touched him or touched his clothes. Okay, they knew he had the power to heal, and they believed if they touched him, they'd be healed. Here's one of those stories. Mark 5, 27 to 29, it's about a woman with an issue of blood, and She knew that Jesus could heal, and in verse 27, she says this. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought in herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she'd been healed from her terrible condition. So she believed it, and she received what she believed, didn't she? But she was healed touching his robe, and others as well were, t- were healed when they touched him or his clothes. Matthew 14, 35, and 36 is another scripture reference about this. 
When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. Okay? Another way that Jesus saw people healed was that he told them to do something. This is interesting because we don't often think of this. You know, we're talking about praying for the sick. He simply told them to do something. All right, Mark chapter 2, 10 to 12. So I prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, We've never seen anything like this before. So Jesus didn't pray a long prayer. He didn't even command the sickness to leave in that spot. He just looked at the guy and said, get up, start walking, go home. And that man's faith, because he was paralyzed, laying on a bed, he couldn't get up. But obviously when Jesus said it, whatever needed to happen, happened. And he started to move and got up. So sometimes telling someone to do something they couldn't do before brought the healing. Luke 17, 12 to 16, here's another one. As he, Jesus, entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at the distance crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed from their leprosy. So some healings happen immediately, some happen as you go. But Jesus actually was telling them to go to the person who could declare them clean. Because in Bible times, the priest was the one who declared them leprous or declared them clean. So they were heading to him to be declared clean. So there was a step of faith, wasn't there? They're going, and when they first turned around to walk, they were all ten completely leprous. But because Jesus said it, they started going, and their healing happened as they went. Okay, so a bit of faith happened. But Jesus sometimes told people to do something, and the healing came. And here's one that uh, you don't see happen today, but I'm going to read it because it was one Jesus did. And Jesus used spit and dirt to heal somebody. John 9, verse 6 and 7. Then he spit on the ground made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. I'm glad the Holy Spirit has never asked me to do anything like that. But anyhow, there's Jesus doing that. That'd be really bad during COVID. I can just, (laughs) I'm never going to that church again. (laughs) But Jesus did this, and he told him, go wash yourself in the pool. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. Now Jesus followed the Holy Spirit, and he would have done that as he felt led. Mark chapter 7, verse 32 to 35, it's another one. And I'm pretty sure most of you would have been kind of grossed out by this one. But here is what happened. A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him. And the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man to heal him. So Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. He put his fingers in the man's ears and then spitting on his own fingers, He touched the man's tongue. 
looking up to heaven. He sighed and he said, Ephetha, which means be opened. Instantly the man could hear perfectly and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Wow. I know, right? You're thinking, really, he did that? Obviously, he was led to do that, and that was what was needed in that time for that person to believe and receive. I believe Jesus did this, and the Holy Spirit led him to do it, just so you and I would never say there's only one way to heal somebody. So you and I could not build a religion on it. It has to be like this, and if you don't do it like this, it's not God. I think that's why he did it. So that we'd be willing to listen and do whatever he's leading us to help somebody do. Okay? And uh, I heard one testimony of someone who this type of thing happened to. There was a preacher who has passed on. His name was Shambach. He was in a meeting, and at the altar time, at the end, people were coming for prayer for healing. They had a lot of healings in his ministry. And a lady came up, an older lady, and she was completely blind. And she came up to him, and you know somebody brought her, and she said to him, God told me. And he said he went, oh, no. Because when people come for prayer and say, God told me, then he would get worried. God told me, if you would spit in my eyes, I'll be healed. And he was like, oh, no. And he thought about it, and he was like, well, she's saying God told her she believes. You know, what do I got to lose? And so he went, <clears throat> Because he thought if she's faking, you know, she'll walk away. <laughs> and she stayed right there. And he said he put some spit on his finger and touched her eyes. She was immediately completely healed. Now, please, nobody ever say that to me. But I'm just saying, God can do it how he wants. And the lady was healed because she believed it. She believed that was how her healing would come. Do you guys catch this? What you believe is the way you receive or not. And that lady definitely heard from God and believed it that way. Okay? Also, Jesus spoke with authority. He simply spoke a word and healing came. So we've talked about laying hands. We've talked about uh, touching. We've talked about spit, but also authority. And uh, Mark 10, 51 to 52, Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? He asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see. And he followed Jesus down the road. So simply speaking, a word transformed a man's life. And then in Matthew 8, uh, you can read the whole story there if you want later, but I'm just reading verse 13. The, Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. If you read before this, the Roman officer said to Jesus, you don't have to come to my house, you just have to speak the word and they'll be healed from a distance. And Jesus said, this is great faith. And then he turned to him and said, because you believed it, it's done. So simply saying a word, even from a distance, that's why we can pray and believe for healing for someone in another country. You don't have to be there. You have to believe, though, okay? Also, Jesus healed, and this is, I'm wrapping up now. Jesus also healed by rebuking a spirit. 
So I need to bring this out for you to understand a little bit about sickness. Some sicknesses can be spiritual. Now, I believe all sickness is not from God. It's the body breaking down. It's a cause of sin in the world. But there also are some that are caused by a spirit. Okay, so from Scripture, we know that. So Jesus healed those ones by rebuking it. Matthew 9, 32 to 33. It says, As they went out, behold, they brought to him a man, mute and demon-possessed. And when the demon was cast out, the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never seen like this in Israel. All right, and one more story to finish up. Luke 13, 11 to 13. Luke 13, 11 to 13. It says, Behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, and she was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Probably bent right like that for 18 years. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. You see, she had a spirit of sickness. So yes, some sicknesses can be spiritual, and those need to be dealt with by dealing with the spirit. And Jesus, when he said, be loosed, he was saying for that spirit to let go, you're out of here. Okay, simple word, quick deliverance. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. All right, I have given you like uh, maybe an overload for some of you of verses about healing and how God wants us to be involved in healing. And I want to encourage you today. I want you to know that God still heals. 